Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, editor-at-large of Recode. And I'm Lauren Good, senior writer at Wired. How did you get in the building? Our titles have both changed. And you're listening to Too Embarrassed to Ask, coming to you from the Vox Media Podcast Network. This is a show where we answered, answered all of the questions about consumer tech. Wait, was that past tense? Yes. Answered? It answered, oh, yes. you stopped answering things after I left, I see. I had no answers after you left, only statements of fact. Anyway, today is actually the final episode of Too Embarrassed to Ask, which is why we brought back our friend Lauren Good and actually left her in the building. She was at Recode and The Verge for a long while. And before that, we were at All Things Date, too. All That's Things Digital. That's right. And for the past few months, she left us to go to Wired Magazine or just all of Wired? All of Wired. All of Wired, mm-hmm. where she's taken over the place. Um, we're going to talk about what she's been up to in that time, some of the biggest news stories that we've not had a chance to discuss together and what's coming up next. And we have some miscellaneous questions for our readers and listeners who have missed Lauren dearly. That's oh, all, no. all two of them. Really? But yes, first, <laughs> no, 42. Those are my answers. But first, I want to say up front, if you enjoy Too Embarrassed to Ask over the years, please stay subscribed to this feed. We'll be quiet for a month or two and be back in the fall with a brand new show to replace it, which I cannot tell you. I have a new partner who I'm not revealing at this point. But Is it Casey Newman? No. Is it Louis Swisher? No. It should be. That's a good, Those are two good guesses. But Is no. it Eric Johnson? No. I, I'm not going to help you here. Anyway. It better be a woman then. Okay. All right. Sure. Why not? Whatever. No, I'm not telling you who it is. There's no way I'm telling you. Okay. It's Donald Trump. He and I are going to have a show together. It's going to be great. It's going to be our favorite Hmm. tweets. Uh, It will be unlike any podcast Recode has ever done, and we're really excited about it. In other words, it's going to be fantastic. But still, we want to pay homage to you, Lauren Good. If you subscribe to this feed, you'll get the first episode of the new show automatically. It's not going to be quite like you two, but, you know. (gasps) Oh, I know who it is. No, shush. Will you stop? (laughs) Keep it to yourself. So, Lauren. I just figured it out. What have you been up to? (laughs) Missing you. Yeah, right. Whatever. Well, whatever. I've been... Waiting for you to come to the conclusion that you miss me. Mm, not happened yet. Uh, I'm sure it will. I really can't believe this podcast Probably is ending. My why is it ending? Because everything dies. I just Lauren. no, no, no. I want to just extract from you why this podcast ended after I left. Tell me. I mean, it's only it, been a few without months. you, it wasn't any good. Actually, it yeah. was going fine. It was actually it was going, going fine. fine. I just we just mm-hmm. have a better idea. That's all. You know, mm-hmm. you know me. I change. Okay. I change things out, don't I? Like I'm always changing things out. You got to keep moving. I got to keep moving. My grandmother used to say, "If you don't move, you lose it." I don't like. I don't listen. I change things all the time. I change from all things Z to code to this to that to selling. I don't care. Well, this has been such a fantastic show. Yeah. And I have continued to listen. It has. Not it was, all the time, it was but pioneering. It was pioneering. It, was it actually really was doing, it's doing, it's been doing very well. It's making a lot of money. But we have another idea we think will we'll be, and I like a new challenge. I like, I, and I miss Lauren, of course. Hmm. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I do like to have a little partner in crime, but and so I'm getting a new partner in crime that was going to work out really well. It's great. In Is anything, it going to be focused on consumer tech? The, everything. Okay. It's going to be good. Okay. It's going to be good. Trust me. I look me. forward to it. It's going to be Are we you going to use the words ex- too or embarrassed in it? No, not at all. Too embarrassed is going. Okay. Yeah, too embarrassed was originally part of the Recode Decode podcast. Um, we remember we had sections. Yeah. And then you invited yeah. me on to do a segment. A segment. A segment. Yeah, yeah exactly. And everyone said, oh, who is that yes, fantastic and person doing that segment? From it. And that's how we that's how we move here. Yeah. And this is going to be similar. It's something we, that's worked really well for us, and we're going to do some pull it out and stuff like that. But the Recode Decode itself will continue. But this one will be called something else. Okay. Yeah. Great. It will be called My Little Pony. <laughs> there must be a pony in here somewhere. <laughs> My Little Pony. Wasn't the so, name of your book? What have you been up to? Yes, I've been up to, I'm doing a lot of writing at Wired. Yes, I understand. Still covering that. the consumer tech industry. Mm-hmm. I've been traveling quite a bit. I've right. been writing I've about companies like Microsoft, Sonos. I went I went to Comic-Con for the first, first time. I can't believe you hadn't been there. That was, no, yeah, it was really fun. Was it? 
Really? I, yeah, it or is really it just you're was. watching kooky people. Fun? It, well, yeah, it's great people watching. And yeah. um, I interviewed celebrities for Facebook Live. Yeah. Some of whom who? I didn't know who they were. Who were they? Uh, they were people from, there were cast members um, from Game of Thrones, although working on different projects. I interviewed. People from the show Krypton, people huh? from the show Midnight Texas. Huh? I interviewed people from the uh, Star versus the Forces of Evil, huh? a Disney show. I interviewed, I'm trying to think. Um, so oh, the ca- the upcoming cast of the new animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're the, I mean, they're, they're actors so who were glad I wasn't it. there. Let oh, it's really fun. fun. Yeah, Did you dress up? No, Did you dress I up? I wore a Wonder Woman t-shirt. That's it? You uh, that was like it. No, I didn't go all out, which is the thing about Comic-Con. You need to go bigger. They did. Pretty they much. Did. They did. But my favorite costume was a bunch of furries who were, oh, they wow. actually were um, dressed up like the furries from my neighbor Totoro. Google it. And um, it was really fun. They were wearing these giant, very hot, like physically hot costumes down the street. I didn't want to think about furries because, San Diego. You know, there's a whole different subgenre. <laughs> <But, laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, but no, Look I mean, most, mostly what I've been covering, you know, consumers. So, the you know, Apple, Microsoft, mm-hmm. um, Sonos, uh, Amazon, new products. There have been some product launches in recent months. I've done some real deep dives into the making of products. Mm -hmm. I've reviewed some items. and um, So you're the big cheese over there. Well, I'm not the big cheese at all. I would never describe myself as the big cheese. Um, Even when I take your job someday, I'm not going to be the big cheese Mm -hmm. because you'll always be the big cheese. Mm -hmm. But, but, um, you know, the way that Wired is structured, there's the gear section, which is really the consumer tech section and all things reviews. And it's not just, by the way, tech. I mean, sometimes we review apparel and things like that as well at backpacks and whatnot. Uh, but, um, you know, that section of Wired is still sort of at its core, the gadgety, right. gear, yep. futuristic yep. looking stuff. Mm-hmm. And we we don't have, a you know, like a huge writing staff like right. some newsrooms do. So so really, you know, the, the team writing is, a lot though. What's your so favorite writing thing? Writing a lot. What, what's your favorite thing you've written? My favorite thing I've written is hard to say. Um, I really enjoyed... Reviewing, writing about and reviewing the new Sonos Beam. Mm-hmm. I think Sonos is a really interesting company. And mm-hmm. this was before they filed their S1 to the public. Beam. So they were talky at the time. Yeah. You know, now they can't talk. What's, what about theory. the Beam? The Beam is, um, it's a sound bar for your TV. But didn't they have that before? They did have that before. They had two, the Play Base and the Play Bar, but they were $700 and they were giant. They were mm-hmm. like trucks under mm-hmm. your TV. I have and one. this was uh, shrunken and less expensive and, um, you know, has some of the constraints of, of a smaller speaker. It doesn't sound like quite as room filling, but mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a pretty good product. And it has Alexa in it. Yeah, I gave it away. They so it to me. You gave it away. Mm-hmm. Who'd you give it to? I don't remember. Whoever you are, Kara's friend, you are lucky. I know, I but like I couldn't keep thing. it. I already have I one also anyway. went to Microsoft. I, two. What? Yeah. Um, I spent a day at Microsoft and I um, went into their labs and met with a couple executives and talked about where they're going with the Surface line, mm-hmm. which is a big deal for Microsoft oh, because Microsoft hasn't... Well, Microsoft has only been in laptops, really laptops, you know, PCs, yeah. making their own for about six years. And so um, this was the newest version of their Surface. Or this is a oh, this is the last Surface the, the tablet. Surface tablet. Okay, yeah, not the big ass table that Bomber not debuted. The, no, not that one. Oh, that that was Although that was the name back then. You are correct. The big ass table. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was called the the Surface. And then yeah. and they do have they still have like a giant display like thing called mm-hmm. the Surface Hub. But right. this but the Surface line is really about laptops and what they're trying to do you know Microsoft of course is always shipped to yeah. other companies to enterprise clients and and what they were trying to do when they announced the surface was take control over laptop hardware and also get consumers cool. excited about so their laptops. All over now, and, now one of our last episodes mm-hmm. together was about Cambridge Analytics scandal right after it broke in March. Oh my gosh, that's uh, right. How do you think Facebook has done in the aftermath of that? Do you Just remember briefly. that we were taping that and then Kurt yeah. Wagner was in the room and then no. we got a phone call. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um 
how do I think that was black on the phone? By the way, that's her. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kara was like, "Hey, can we just interrupt this podcast, Lauren? Because I need to talk to Mark Zuckerberg." Yeah. And I said, "Ah, yeah." That was on the it. phone. We're going to ask about my interview with him. What you thought about that's that? Right. But what, um, what? What do, do you I think, think Facebook has done? I think Facebook is now being overly aggressive in their press outreach because they have to be. I think they've been hosting a series of these roundtables with press and whatnot where they um, seem to be saying a lot, but in reality, maybe aren't saying all that much in yeah. terms of what's going on behind the scenes. I still think that it's quite possible they don't have enough irritants in their upper ranks. It's a word I know that you- that. I use it all the time. You use it all That's the time in terms of um, how they're thinking about product and how they're thinking about managing their product. They feel and much beleaguered. We're trying. I'm like, I don't care. Well, this week, this week was a, I guess, maybe if you want to call it a bright spot, a little bit of a bright spot, because they got ahead of the news and told press before it was uncovered. Otherwise, that they come on, they've spotted some meddling candy on the for platform. That? They, for don't the for that. Yeah, they don't get a candy for elections. They don't get a candy from Garrison. No, Fisher but here's the way I look at that. I I look at it as, um, and this is no excuse for Facebook, but there are always going to be bad actors. Um, the digital world is, uh, you know, just a reflection of the real physical world, and there are always going to be bad actors and people who are coming up with loopholes and ways to, you know, to perform bad actions yeah. effectively. And and what's happening in Silicon Valley is that you expected the people here are supposed to be the best and the brightest and right. smart enough to get ahead of those bad actors. And sometimes, frankly, it just doesn't happen. Come on, it happens so, so the much. question then becomes how quickly can you address Here's it? Here's my feeling. They made a fortune off of it. And they didn't do anything about it. I'm, I don't forgive them quite so quickly as you do. Oh, Everybody, I'm not forgiving Supporters them. are so easy to give. I don't mean you in particular, but they're like, oh, look, they're being nice. I'm like, Please. No. And I, well, and that's the thing too. The, these, there's not, it's not about niceness. The, most, the, these companies are not your friends. It's like yeah. I say this all the time about the wireless networks, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like the wireless networks They're are not, not your friends. friends. So, um, they could be offering you yeah. like some great, you're like, oh, I'm grandfathered into some yeah. zero, uh, you know, some unlimited data plan. I'm like, they're not your friend. They're still yeah. not your friend. Um, and the same is true for Facebook. And it can be a great tool to connect with people and do all the things you want to do. And I know eyebrows, Instagram all yeah. the time, but these I like Instagram. Are not your I like friends. Kevin Sistrom. But anyway, what do you think about interview with Mark Zuckerberg? I'm still Speaking. listening to it because it was that long. No, so how long ago was that? That was approximately two weeks ago. Two weeks I ago. Think I know, it's, it's still like, going. Yeah, yeah. yeah, is it? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome for all the material you people wrote on my slipstream. <laughs> I don't think there's one person who didn't use my work to enhance their I own. know. I put it on my I put it do, on my Facebook. Do you have it all comes full circle? And then had an opinion, right? <laughs> do you have any opinions about Holocaust deniers you'd like to share? Oh my goodness. What did you think? What do you think about it? That was the first he really did say a lot in that interview. He he did, and um, did you notice my suave technique of not saying a lot, not arguing? No, actually, I I wouldn't call your technique not arguing. What I would call your technique is being straightforward and actually saying no, this is a terrible thing. And but you I didn't continue to argue this. like I do with you. Oh. I wanted him to talk. Um, well, what I thought was interesting about that was that how quickly. Facebook emailed afterwards with a statement correcting his original yeah, statement. And it actually seemed to me, you know, it seemed Mark seems to be very thoughtful and calculated in terms of what he says mm-hmm. and when he says it. Right. So it was surprising to me that that it was such a foot in the mouth statement, I guess, for he them. He said it twice, too. And so, yeah. I was surprised you brought it up. For, I was talking about Sandy Hook, and then all of a right. sudden we're into Holocaust. And I was, was like, whoa. About, oh, right. And he was talking always about always a dicey his, territory. Right. And, and, and how what happens in the platform is different from what he feels yep. personally. I mean, he, you know, said, and I am Jewish, and here's how effectively this makes me feel, but also, um, this idea that they would not necessarily crack down on publishers who were publishing that kind right. of content, even though it is blatantly false, yeah. um, if they felt like it was not violent. See, in always, some way, it seems like that's just moving a goalpost in a way that you know doesn't why? make they sense. They act like they're a country. 
And they're not. They're a company. They can do that. Disney fired Roseanne. Like, you can do it. Mm-hmm. And you can. They just don't want to. That's my feeling. So uh, you've written a lot about Wired, for, about virtual assistants like Alexa and smart speaker like Apple's HomePod. Uh, what tech are you using day-to-day that is actually helping you? My Garmin watch. Really? Why? Is it on right now? Yeah, you look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because I travel a lot now and I commute now and um, it's very hard for me to get my steps in and my fitness in and my accurate, you know, not accurate, but um, adequate, excuse me, amount of sleep. Right. So this helps me kind of keep well, things on track you a little how bit. how many steps you did. I wear it to bed. It tells me how much I'm sleeping. gives me my baseline heart rate. told me my steps. I walked over here to mm-hmm. see you so mm-hmm. I could get my steps in because I didn't get to the gym. Oh. Um that, you know, oh, it's things like gym. that. I really like that. And, of course, my phone. Just phone. the phone. Okay. Although, right. look at this. Look what I did. What? It's completely shattered. You shattered it. Oh, look it's at that. Shattered. That's hard to do. What did you I do? Throw it at the wall? No, this is, I dropped it on pavement at a, huh. in the mountains. In just the right way, too. So we did a couple of really fun episodes about podcast recommendations while people wait to hear my new show in the fall. What are you listening to? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I love The Daily. Yeah. You know The Daily. Yes, I am. You're BFFs with yes, Michael Obama. He's going to interview me in New York in front of young reporters of the New York Times in a couple of weeks. It's going to be fun. I interviewed him at the 92nd Street Y just recently. That's right. Thanks yes. for the invite. Must yeah. have gotten lost in the mail. Well, it was in New York. You know, I'm in New York a lot these days. Okay, whatever. Uh, you can buy a ticket. Ooh. I didn't have any invites. No, that's okay. That's okay. Right. Um, I'll remember this. So... I'm listening to a podcast from, I want to hear what you're listening to, but I'm listening to a podcast from Rachel Dodes, mm-hmm. who was at the Wall Street Journal, and then she worked at Twitter, and her cousin, Brian Hecht, they have this um, podcast every week called This Week in Nope. Yeah. And you know who turned me on to it? it? was Walt Mossberg. That's right. He said, you have to listen to this. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. It's a very irreverent approach to the news, and they say what their nopes are, and then every so often there's a good, there's yeah, a good, good thing. Podcast. Say, yeah, it's a it's a very good podcast. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to share this, but I think I'm going to join them soon. Like, I'm going to do a, an episode oh. with them when I'm in New York. It's going to be really oh, fun. Oh, great. Sorry, Rachel. Maybe I just blew up the spot. All right. Well, there uh, you go. And then uh, I love The Daily. This morning, they had a fantastic episode on um, why the Democrat strategy for taking over the um, the House in the midterm elections is a narrow strategy. And they discussed that quite in depth. And mm-hmm. actually how it's not just about the Democrats have been losing ground over the past two years, but how they have since basically 2008. Yeah. It's really, really good. It's just... The Daily is just fantastic. It really is beautiful. Um, what are you produced. listening to these days? Uh, I'm doing a lot of TV, actually. Oh. I'm doing a lot of TV. Oh. Watching you're watching Netflix? TV? No, oh, I, I just hadn't seen The Marvelous Mrs. Mabel. I'm doing oh, a lot of television. I love The Marvelous Mrs. Mabel. I did Maisel. not love it. You didn't? I love the woman in it, but I didn't, because I thought it was highly predictable. I know everybody loved it, but I thought I knew exactly where, what it was going to come. Although I love the outfits and I loved all the, the furniture and the. Yeah, the coat. I liked everything. Yeah. She wore, I liked her. I thought she was great. I just I saw everything coming from a mile away. But I liked it. I've been watching. I watched The Fourth Estate so I could learn about the New York Times. Mm-hmm. And then I watched, uh, that was a lot of like white guys talking about Trump. <laughs> was, I, was, I couldn't tell them apart. I was like, which one's that? And then Maggie <laughs> Haber would come in and complain and drop a scoop and then run away. And st- so the whole thing was very pleasant and, you know. And then Dean Baquette would just look fantastic, like he's Frank Sinatra of the place, like, hello, everybody. And he'd look elegant. It was very funny. But pretty much, I feel like that was everybody gained weight and Donald Trump got more powerful. That's how I looked at that. Like as, as the, as the, oh, as the, as the, but every time there's a crisis, because you remember you read all of them and then as you're watching them, it's like crisis again. I'm like, haven't you gotten used to this, you people? Like it was like a crisis, like, and they're like, oh yeah, that crisis, you know, it was. 
You should watch it. It's interesting. I will. But, you know, newsrooms are like no watch. matter how you do it, newsrooms are real dull. Like in type, type, type. Yeah. You know. And yeah. then anyway, I always get sort of uh, choked up at newsroom movies, like all the presidents' men. And and the this one doesn't stuff choke like you that up. because I'm like I feel oh, exhausted. Yeah, journalism. I feel exhausted. Uh, for but them. I yeah, I always wonder what how I'm going to go see the Mission Impossible the movie. That's what I'm going to go oh, do. God, I have a really. Oh my god, it got great reviews. No, you will not insult Mission Impossible. You know what? I don't even like Tom Cruise. You know what I would go see before I saw Mission Impossible? The Meg. I would go see the Meg, the the giant shark movie. I would go see that a hundred times before I went and saw Mission Impossible. I had to go see one of the man movies. Who wants to go with me? Not Mamma Mia, the other one. Oh, The Rock. I saw Skyscraper. Oh, I see. I'll watch it. It was The Rock. It was great. (laughs) It was a hundred percent great, and it was very techy. You should go do a story on it. It I will. It was. It was about smart buildings. Really? Yeah. Oh. And The Rock saves the day. Of course he does. Without one leg. He plays a, a, a an amputee. Yeah, he's an amputee. You it know what I've so been good. watching lately that I I know Love it's not new, but I, I hadn't caught up. I'm gonna get the rock is, on this podcast. Um, Atlanta. I've been watching more yeah, lately because I love Donald Glover. I love Childish Cambino. Which yeah, is his he is musical a, he's a huge talent. He's yes. He's all right, all right. Fantastic. We got to get before we go on break. We got list questioners questions from our listeners. We want to give you a chance to talk about one of your favorite topics: wearables. So you talked about the Garmin. So that's what you got. <gasps> Are you else? convinced yet? No. I don't have any. What, are you on. what am I wearing? A regular watch. What you- my Apple Watch sits forlornly on my on what, my what cabinet. What watch is that? Let me see it. It's just a Skagen watch. It's lovely. It tells the time. That's it. There's Why is your Apple there. Watch sitting forlornly? Is it broken? I just can't because it's not charged. It. You know what? I love my AirPods, and that's going to be that. So Apple. So you're wearing them. wearables. They're just not. It's, it's just not a wrist AirPods, watch. And it's yeah. not. Like, I like. You know what? Steps. I like my earphones now, and I'm thinking of getting a wireless pair just now. Thinking of getting a wireless pair of earphones. So you, so not wire-free like AirPods, but something that has the wire that goes around the back of No, no head. wires. Wireless oh. air to listen to music or stuff like that. I've been doing that a lot. Oh, like big cans? Like yeah, big cans, now? yeah. I yeah, don't know which cool one to get. Look. Do you have a recommendation? No, there but I'll get back them. to you. All right, there's a lot of them. There are a lot of them. You know, there's some pretty ones. Uh, yeah, there are some pretty ones. Okay, All that's right, okay. That's, that's my assignment. So what about wearables for you? Nothing's new. That's no. the thing. Nothing. nothing. There's nothing new. Nothing's new. There are rumors that Samsung's going to be coming out with a new wearable in the next couple of weeks. And you'll go crazy, obviously. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I think actually Samsung's done a good job of making making wearables, but um, but I tend to prefer things that are a little bit sportier. So are there anything else? Is there anything else coming down? No, I mean, I expect we might see, we might see a new Apple Watch in the fall. But right now, uh, anything that's going on the wrist has really just been this interesting inch towards uh, incrementalism. Mm-hmm. There's only so much they can do. There's only so much battery life they can do. They track the same thing. I've been wearing this Garmin now for, ooh, Garmin. I don't know, six or seven months. And oh. um, and I reviewed it last year and gave it an Editor's Choice Award when I was at The Verge. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is Garmin just came out with the Garmin 5 Plus, mm-hmm. which once again has incrementally better features. Excuse me, Garmin Phoenix 5 Plus. Mm-hmm. It, now it does like Garmin Pay, so right. you can tap to pay, yeah. and I can't tap to pay with this one. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, it's the, oh, it's all it's the feature FOMA. creep, it's the feature creep FOMA that's happening. Fears. So I was, so anyone's asking me right now what's exciting with wearables? It's, oh, did you see that Snapchat had their second version of I Spectacles? I wear them. I like them. They work good. They work well. Excuse me. Whatever. Except I think you're the only person that wears them. I know, Where but do I you thought wear them? I, I just did a few things with them. I thought it, I th- I think it works well. I think I th- I thought the experience was lovely. I just I'm not a teenage girl, so it didn't like I never was really. So, but it's, but I have to tell you, the experience was great if you were into those things. Where did you wear them to? I just bothered my sons with them. They were like, mom, go away. That was it. So even your teenage sons weren't into them? No, of course not. Are you kidding? I wore them when I, I didn't review them, but I tested them. I wore them on a roller coaster. Well done. I got a sport band and wrapped it around my head. I'll tell Mm -hmm. you something I did. A, a, A roller coaster in Hong Kong where I also wear a VR headset. That was amazing. So you went on a physical roller coaster yes, and then while it was, wearing a headset? Yes. Did you vomit? 
no, it was cool. It was, I actually did tons of, my son made me go to a million roller coasters. And after a while, they're pretty much the same. They just look differently or they spin certain. And you get kind of tired of like, oh, look, there's the lake and it's upside down. But I, then I put the VR thing and it was totally entertaining. I was in the ocean. I was flying. I fell off a cliff. It felt great. I loved it. Wow. It was a Samsung one and on the physical roller coaster. So it was really cool. Now, presumably you already like roller coasters, even without that. They're fine. I just, this was more fun. I have to say this was, was really immersive. Fun. How it do was, they keep the headset on your head? I don't know. They just glued it on. Who knows? Huh. And then it was, was a little th- game. I thought something looked different about you. Yeah. Anyway, and also we did, we did a VR thing with Eric, did it with us, with my sons. We did this in one of the, what it was in, in Hillcrest Mall, Hill, Hillsdale Mall, where we did uh, a pirate game in VR. We wore computers on our backs and then we had guns or whatever and, and had a really good time. That was fun because it was super interactive. So first time I played a video game, really, that I enjoyed. That you thought was Because we were all working fun. together and my one son played a lady. That was nice, a pirate lady. And what were you? Were you a peg leg? No, I was peg leg. Who knows? Anyway, it was a great experience. The, I, I'm into so VR did you, now. Did you have a, um, a dissonance kind no. of experience because no. you had a peg leg in the video game, but you had real legs in real no. life? No, no, no dissonance. You didn't have any kind no, of No, I thought this was beautifully done. I would recommend it like to that. anybody. This was really fun. And you felt like a group of people having fun together. And that's why I didn't feel remote. You didn't feel like you were closed off from the world. No, I felt like I was having mm-hmm. a fun game with my kids. Mm-hmm. And it was great. And Eric. Yeah. I have, I have an Oculus Eric. Rift sitting, uh, not a Rift, an Oculus Go, Go. excuse me, yeah. sitting at home right now. And it, it is the kind of thing where people come over and they say, oh, is this the new Oculus Go? And you say, yeah, and charge it up and then put it on. And people use it for like 10 or 20 minutes and they're like, okay. And then yeah. they put it down and no, they want to sort has of to reconnect with, with whoever's hanging out. Yeah, it's got to be with people. Yeah. Or it's no fun. Anyway, so we have a lot of people to come. So I'm here with Lauren Good, senior writer at The Verge, because uh, so sorry. oh, I'm here with Lauren Good, senior writer at Wired, because this is the final episode of Too Embarrassed to Ask. We're going to need hashtag money for the ages. Lauren, come on, kaching. No. Oh, we changed it. That's right. Here, hashtag money. Is that for the ages? We said we just used to say for the ages. Hashtag money. Hey everybody, it's Neil Patel, editor-in-chief of The Verge. I host a podcast every week called The Verge Cast with my friends Paul Miller and Dieter Bone. We've got a rotating cast of characters from our entire site, which is about technology, how it impacts culture, and how that is all a big cycle that causes us to have a wide variety of feelings that you can listen to every Friday. We've done over 300 episodes in the six years since The Verge has been around, but you only need to listen to one, the latest one, to get caught up on everything in tech news. Verge Cast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere else. To listen to podcasts, check it out. Okay, I'm back with Lauren Good, who does a terrible hashtag money. When we told our listeners she'd be coming back on Too Embarrassed to Ask, our listeners sent us a bunch of questions for her. Lauren, would you read the first question? Oh, God. Who is this guy? All right. Walt Musburg. I have filled my entire house with microphones and cameras and various Amazon and Google products. Now I get a jug of unordered detergent every day and my phone seems to know I'm watching reruns of Downton Abbey. Is this normal? Uh, man, he shouldn't. He, well, I just got a lot of time on well, his Well, I just want to let you know that um, I actually went to Jeff Bezos with your question uh-huh. and asked if this was normal. And all I heard was, ah, <laughs> 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 which I think means it's all part of the grand plan. Uh, and I, it is totally normal that okay. you are now getting these products shipped to you and that Amazon and Google know your every move. I, Welcome to 1984. May I just point out, we did have a show on while you were gone um, about uh, people, whether people are listening, the people who are doing. The, the studies in, um, where was it, Northeastern University in Boston, and the ones that proved that they aren't listening. So 
anyway, it was interesting. It was the idea that they are not lip syncing, even though people have the conspiracy that they are. But they are watching, certainly, what you do with everything, continue to be watching everything you do. I continue to stand by that argument when everyone says, oh, our phone's microphone's listening to us, and mm-hmm. is Facebook listening to us? And people come, mm-hmm. people often come back and say, and sometimes it's punditry, you know, we'll mm-hmm. say, they don't need to because these companies already have so much data about mm-hmm. you, and I do tend to find that that's the that's You already the give it to them. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I, I just went to a wedding, and for a while I was looking for things to wear, and so for probably a month I was getting yeah. all kinds of dress ads. Um, certainly Amazon and everyone else knows right now I need a new bathrobe. I mean, it's just... Yeah, I've got one for you. Oh. oh, all right. I do. Cool. Someone gave me one. Great. It's new. And it's um, never been used. Just, just throw the Sonos in the, in the arm. All right. I'll, I'll be happy. You. I will give you the bathroom. Uh, so, yeah. We're looking at some hotels some, for do, an event. So they do go, you, they always give me bathrobes at hotels. Kara, do you think that this, there's any going back from this, or do you think the toothpaste is out of the tube About with what? data tracking? No, it's, they're going to follow us everywhere until the day we die. Sorry, Walt. All right. Edward Vieira, what is the most embarrassing question that you, that you were run, when you were running the show together? Huh? I don't know. I don't know. What was the most embarrassing question? I don't know. Um, Can't remember that, Eduardo. Yeah, I remember we did a whole episode once on cloud services. Like, mm-hmm. what is the cloud? But I don't think that's an embarrassing question. No. I think that's a good question. No, and there is, there's never an embarrassing question. That, let me just make that. Yeah, there's never a bad question. Mm-hmm. But I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of something that was actually mortifying. Nothing. Hmm. All right, next question. We are Anshul not easily Kapoor, embarrassed. Welcome back. Q, question one. Where is Laura's twin sister? Laura's? I think you meant Lauren. Lauren's twin sister. I'm going to go out on a limb. All right. Mm -hmm. Where is Lauren's twin sister? Q2, what is the cool new unwearable that you were trying? You just said the Garmin. Um, Do you have a twin sister? So... Um, she's retired, mm-hmm. and but I think he's referring to my old Versus video series at The Verge. Oh, right, yeah. With my, my counterpart, Point who, counterpart. Would, who would argue like with Phoebe. me. Like mm-hmm. Phoebe and her sister. Yeah. Okay. yeah, except it was actually me both times. Was Phoebe her own sister? I don't remember Phoebe, that. She played her other sister. Oh, I don't remember yeah, that. She played evil Phoebe. Oh, wow. Was Phoebe oh, the, what yeah. was her name? Yeah, it was basically Ursula. 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 That's right. Yes, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, good 1999 reference there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I uh, he's probably referring to that. So she's retired right now, mm-hmm. Eduardo. However, I would love to bring her back in some form at some point because I really are you doing video sparring with her. Are you doing video there? I am. I've done a couple, couple videos yeah. so far. Um, we have yet but to show, launch like a series. series but yeah. yeah, TK, TK, TK. Yeah, but you can see Lauren's old series on The Verge. Would you say which ones they were? Yeah, yeah. The Versus and Next Level Next are level. still available on YouTube and on TheVerge.com. They're quite good. You should yeah, watch they're them. they're really fun. All right, Kevin at Mediocre Tech. What is the proper ride-sharing service etiquette sitting in the front or the back of the car if you're the only passenger? Oh, obviously, Kevin, but go ahead, Lauren. Um, so I'll say if I'm in it with a group of people, I'm always the one who will volunteer to take the front because mm-hmm. I don't mind at all chatting with the person who's driving. They usually have pretty interesting stories and I get to ask them their experience mm-hmm. with the service, et cetera, et cetera. But generally, if you're the only one, I, I go, I go to the back. I think it's more comfortable for everybody. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think the driver, you know, it's probably been driving all day long and doesn't want to sit directly next to strangers all day long. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of put my headphones in, in the back and, and chill sometimes. I literally never get in the front. Yeah, I remember, so do you remember when Lyft first started and yeah, that was a thing? People yeah. used to get in the front and they would they would fist bump. Yeah, you know, I didn't the, do that. And then that's why I didn't ride Lyft for <laughs> a long time. The giant mustache on the cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's two They're reasons why I didn't ride Lyft friendly. for a very long. I just like the meaner Uber, despite their <laughs> ethical quandaries. It was like, oh, I don't have to talk to these people. Um, also, in Lyft, there's more. They're more chatty. The other customers. I once by accident got in one of their pools, the pools. or lines mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, were people were people in the Lyft pool like? 
Are you Kara Swisher? Yes, that's what happened. <laughs> and it was that's awful, amazing. let me just say. And they were what mostly they drunk, <laughs> which I love too. Those are my two favorite things, people who, techies who acknowledge me and drunk techies who acknowledge me. So it was really... Let me just say, it was not good. One wanted to hug. I was like, oh my God, you're oh, hitting no. all my despised <laughs> things. And I just literally wanted to look at Twitter, like leave me alone and insult the president pretty much. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, please, this is my president insulting moment of the day. <laughs> or like a slap at Bannon, like you're interrupting my moment. It's my favorite time. Uh, Bannon slapping time. Um, so yeah, no, I sit in the back and I really give lots of messaging out that I don't want to be bothered. Yeah. Yeah. But what, ha- what happens if you get an especially chatty driver or I, I'm so rude. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I just am. No, you know what I normally do what? is, so I almost always have some phone call to make, mm-hmm. you know, and I just, I don't particularly like talking on the phone, but I'll mm-hmm. always have some phone call to make. So if I get someone who's really, really chatty during the ride, I'll just say, oh, excuse me for a second. I just have to make this phone call. And then I find that once the phone call ends, nobody talks anymore. All right. So just okay. make a quick phone call. It's kind of sad about our society, but you know, I never talk to taxi drivers. I don't feel like I have to change my behavior in this regard. Okay. 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 All right. I don't think you, uh, you know what I do actually, change, I'll be honest with you. I take a lot of buses. Oh, that's good. I do. I take a lot of buses that's in good. Muni. I take a lot of buses. I like buses. People leave me alone. A crazy person gets on every now and again, so there's entertainment and stuff like that. It's just like someone has an opinion that they like to voice, mm-hmm. which is great. In San Francisco, everyone has an opinion. They're not all— Are you we, still going to run for mayor? I don't know. It's pretty—the city's really had some issues, hadn't it? Well, that's why you need to fix them. You don't just run away from the problems, <laughs> yes, Cara. Yes, I'm thinking of running away from my problems. <laughs> I know that's not a thing the mayoral candidate should say, but God, this is like, it's a lot. It's a lot, let me just say. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it's going. But it's pretty, I've got to say it's gotten quantumly worse in the past couple of uh, months. Worse in what way? I don't just, it's gotten dirtier mm-hmm. and uh, more mentally ill people on the streets and nothing being done about it. Yeah. A lot of drug use on the streets. I think that's disturbing. A lot of... Uh, just too many homeless. It's 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 a it's a tragedy for them, especially. It seems like the support and tragedy for everybody. Really it's a tragedy for the for entire them. city. It's mm-hmm. actually a tragedy for the whole people living here, people walking home. It creates a really bad civic society, and it makes people dislike each other more. So, thank you. Hmm. That's what I think. Okay, I'm sure everything's sure. nice in Palo Alto. Um, everything. Well, so Palo Alto. I mean, of course, the, there's a serious juxtaposition of, um, you know people with a lot of money and people with not a lot of money and people who can't afford rent there as well. It's mm-hmm. it's actually just the um, housing crisis. Is the the housing crisis is a thing throughout the entire, it's continues. pervasive throughout the entire Bay Area. Mm-hmm. In Palo Alto, it's you drive down El Camino in the morning and you'll see people driving some of the most ridiculous vehicles you've ever seen in your life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's next to um, uh, trailers and people I've who noticed that. sleep in their cars. I was noticing that on El Camino. There and were tons of trailers on El Camino. People have a really hard time paying rent there. Right. And uh, there isn't a lot of housing. And, you know, it's funny because this lunch thing has come up now. Yeah. And it about was last how, week, the how Chronicle wrote about it. The, right, the right. City. It's, it's, I think it's happening in Mountain. There's a proposal for it yep. to happen in Mountain View where the new Facebook building is going. Yep. And it's now the news has come to the city as well. And, um, you know, it's. I think people tend to have this perception of like these pockets of people who are all very well-paid engineers who mm-hmm. could go out and get their own lunch. But the truth is, is that there are a lot of people who work in lower-level jobs, yeah. um, admin, support, security, things like that, who are like are already commuting two hours to get to their Bay Area job, mm-hmm. and then you know, in some cases, they're 
they're sleeping in their cars and in some cases can't afford lunch. Right. And it's it's a really – there are serious problems with inequality throughout this entire area. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a, kind of shocking. It's like using a hammer to kill a fly. It's just – it's really an odd – honestly, the, I'm sorry, Aaron Peskin, what a stupid idea. What a stupid idea. I just don't – it's, it's, and it's also so – it gives the image of San Francisco of being uh, – and believe me, babied tech people are not my favorite group of people. Right, you've called it assisted living yeah, for millennials, millennials. And, and rightly so yeah. in some cases. But, but come on, like yeah. that's, you know, it, it doesn't make me a Republican, but I can see why they're annoyed by like this kind of behavior because it really is is sort of a, a, a culture that just, it just, it, it, it attracts mockery to, and it isn't a complex way to solve a difficult issue. It's a stupid way to solve. And then it gets, you know, uh, it gets tons of coverage and it continuing coverage of San Francisco and the real problems are elsewhere. Um, but, you know, I do know people, restaurant people are having trouble, but it has to do with the fact that the streets are a mess, not necessarily that there aren't a bunch of techies out on the streets. And I, I believe me, I'm someone who blames tech for almost everything. In this case, it's not their fault. Mark, this one's not your fault. This one's not your fault. But maybe it is somewhere. <laughs> All right. So next question. I'm curious to know, given the terrifying news that you can now download 3D uh, gun blueprints, do you believe that 3D printer companies such as MakerBot should be held accountable for what could happen next? Oh, that's a good question. That, was that is a really today. good question. Yeah. Um, so I do think that hardware and software companies are getting to the point where in some instances they have to take a stand. Um, you could look at something like Microsoft, right, and uh, ICE, how that was a news story for a while about how Microsoft had on its website that they were effectively proud to be working with ICE mm -hmm. to run right. their databases. Yeah, and then that language problems. was changed, mm -hmm. you know, by some employee um, thinking they were doing the right thing and then Microsoft had to change it back and there was this flare-up over this and it sort of became this question of like, well, how much does the services provider have to weigh in on this right. issue and should they have to take a stand? And I think that is, that's the overarching question. So when you look at something like a MakerBot, which is a 3D printing company. They make 3D printers. They're owned now by another company called um, Stratasys, I believe. Mm -hmm. That acquisition happened a few years ago now. Yeah. But and they make they make like larger scale 3D printers. So when you look at what they're doing, they're effectively providing a service, right? So then you start to question like, should they be held accountable? But at the same time, and, and in most cases, I would probably say not like no, not necessarily. But at the same time, we are getting to a point where um, companies and large businesses and retailers um, are starting to take a stand and saying, well, we're we're pulling our product or we're not supporting this or we're not working with this you know anymore. And I think, I think that's they a, have to make choices. I think it's a sign of just a, yeah. an increasingly fractured society, frankly. Right. Yeah, but that's an excuse. They can make choices. People made choices for the beginning of time. Like, it's it's so funny, like the whole thing, same thing with Facebook. is like, well, you know, when Mark was arguing, like, oh, hey, everybody. I'm like, Disney made a choice and fired Roseanne. That's what they did. They made a choice. It was not popular. They lost money. They had to, right? And Facebook, for example, is not a country. And then if it's the government, sure, they don't have a choice. It's a big debate, but it's a company. They can make choices. MakerBot can make choices not to allow these on or their, their platform. Parent, their parent company. Their parent company case. can make choices right. not to allow these 3D gun mm -hmm. blueprints on their thing. Mm -hmm. I, you know, or not. Or, or say, yeah, we're going to allow them. Like, we're gonna, we decided we're going to allow them. We're going to take anything. And then if they get held accountable, that's, that's the responsibility you take when you make a decision. I think, well, yeah, the question then becomes, it's hard to say. It's like it's like saying to someone you can't use like a drill at home if you do something with the drill that you happen to have 3D and you downloaded blueprints. something from this an open source platform. Yes, this is a very particular thing, 3D gun blueprint. They can say we don't want them on this platform and do everything they can to keep those particular blueprints off. Now, they can't stop them. 
but they certainly can make a stand on it. I'm not saying they can be fully an accountable part. I don't know that. We'll see that in the future if that's the case. Yeah. Probably they won't be held accountable just the way a drill or, but this sort of guns don't kill people, people kill people argument is very complicated and it's not, neither way is true. Guns are responsible and they mm-hmm. are not responsible. Well, it's the amount of damage they can yep, do. exactly. And so it's, there. Really, you know, cigarette companies were held responsible. Well, that, of course, that led to obvious illnesses, but um, it's an interesting question. I think these companies have to think hard and especially if you're an employee there, you certainly can, mm-hmm. you know, because they, decide you well, don't want to work there. And I, well, I think the way to look at the, the question too is not just um, a company as a manufacturer or something, but a company as a distributor right. or something. Oops. And it's and it's when somebody you know. So if you're distributing the software that runs the controversial platform, if you are distributing the um, the code or the open source software, or you're distributing, if you're a retailer and you're selling something, you know, the retailer doesn't make the thing, right. but we saw like Dick Sporting Goods and other companies taking Patagonia, take stands on yeah. things, I think it's gonna see political issues in the, within the past, you know, what year do you or stand so. For? Like, and you can, like yeah. Patagonia has done very well standing for what it stands for. Anyway, it's a very thorny question, but I do think tech people get it's out really of it. It's a really good question. It is I'm going to go home and Jeffrey chew on Katz. that a little bit more. Yeah, you know what I'm probably going to do? I'm probably going to go home and chew on it and be like, ah. We're having dinner. You're not going to chew on anything. Answer. You're going to chew on perhaps meal for something like that. All right, three questions from Liz Weeks. I'm so glad I had a question from Liz I know. Weeks. I, ha- I have $600. What new gadget should I buy? Hmm. Hmm. $600. What new gadget? I would say... Save your bucks for now because you're probably going to want to buy a new phone in the next couple months, and six hundred dollars might not even cover it. So start saving. Well, Apple and Samsung's going going to have a new phone, widely expected, and then Google will possibly have a new phone after that. So, which one would you buy of the three? Um, well, I'd buy anything right now that wasn't completely shattered okay, from the back. You. Okay, all right. So okay. <laughs> that's a low bar. Yeah. Then. All right, so um, a new phone. Okay. So, but if you had to buy something right now, Liz, I would say either buy um, buy the Sonos soundbar or buy, uh, ooh, you know what I would say? Buy, buy, buy a kitchen gadget. Buy like an Innova or a Jewel or something. I'm really enjoying my Jewel. Jewel? What's that? It's a wand. It's a sous vide wand. What? Yeah, okay. it's a wand. You stick it in a pot. Mm-hmm. Louie will know. All right, okay, all right. What about the June oven? Or the Brav oven. There's always uh, ovens coming. I personally would not buy the. Oh, so I did a I did a story on mm-hmm. the Brava oven. Mm-hmm. I personally would not buy it because because it, it takes up a lot of countertop space. It's a thousand dollars. It I can cook the same simple things in my regular oven, even though my regular oven, which is an electric oven, does take a long time to heat up. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most it, you can only fit, um, I think, four servings at a time. Right. Okay. So, Not that then. I have $300. Yeah. What refurbished gadget should I buy? Gadgets? Refurbished gadget should I buy? Refurbished gadget. Um, I would probably buy refurbished gadget. Oh, just mm. pick a gadget. You don't have to be refurbished. Okay. I'd buy a streaming TV box. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's always a good one. Which one? I'd probably buy, if you had, well, it's 300 you can get an Apple TV for new. Right. You don't need to be refurbished. Right, yeah. You could buy like six refurbished right. boxes yeah, for exactly. that. Yeah. What would you buy for three hundred dollars refurbished? Not, nothing. I don't buy anything. Refurbished. Get a Garmin watch. Garmin watch. Here we go. What? Are, what? Why are there only, in my opinion, mediocre activity mapping apps? Strava, Garmin, Map My Run. Nothing stands out. Hmm. I think. Well, so first of all, I think all of those Strava probably does stand out because Strava has been the most successful at creating a network of people as opposed to mm-hmm. the others where people don't really follow their friends. But I think that's what it comes down to is that there are very few, if any, 
fitness tracking GPS apps right now that have done a good job of marrying the features of a fitness app with a social network, mm-hmm. you know, making it so it's sticky right. and you want to check it multiple times a day and you want to follow all your friends on it and you're actually active on it because really they're just purpose apps. You they're use them while you're doing apps. your thing and then, you're, and then you maybe check them once or twice, then you're done. Yeah. So I don't think anyone has really done a good job of that yet. All right. Let me finish with the most important question we've ever received. Okay. Dieter Bone, how is Nougat? <gasps> Nougat is still the best cat in the universe. Really? He's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just switched his food recently. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Why? He was having hairballs. Oh, my goodness. Kitty. Is there any gadget that can help that? Uh, no, but you know what? What? Um, Modcat makes really good litter boxes. Modcat? Have you ever heard of Modcat? No, I have not, but thank you for the information. Yeah, That's a very embarrassing re- recommendation. Make Well, I mean, tell me you why. You have a cat. I, just have, I bought like the cheapest litter box Okay. Ever. I'm going to show you this Mod Cat. All right. And you're going to be impressed. So the newest one is extra large and it has a top loader or a side loader, meaning, or a side yeah, door. Yeah, cat can get it. So in. cat can go in either way. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It's just like, it's like sleek. It's kind of like a little, it's like the iPhone of litter boxes. All <laughs> right, then. On that note. I don't know. Wait, but wait. We're going to end. Nugget that the cat is, is the end. best pet no, in the we're universe. Gonna end I want like litter. seven animals. I want puppies. All right. I want All right, Lauren, good. bunnies. Here's the thing. We need to end on kitty litter is where I feel. <laughs> no. That's where we began. We can't end too embarrassed to ask forever on kitty, on kitty litter. litter. That is how I want no. it to go down, Lauren. Well, we could down. end it on Nougat being the best cat in existence. No, lovely cats. is the best cat in existence. But we're not going to have a cat Oh, off. lovely. You know what? what? I don't want to talk to you, Kara Swisher, about what? cats. Do you want to know why? Why? Because you're the person who had two cats and you split them up. I did. I can't, I, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to forgive the you for this. The cat peed on me constantly. It doesn't. Yeah, it matters. Not constantly. The cat peed on me. Okay. It's, at least But your cats times. are mostly outdoor cats. My, the anyway. other cat is so happy now where the other cat is. I'm not going to go into it, but it's it was that cat is egg can't is very separated. You know what? They're both cats. happier. They didn't like each other, and the cat peed on me. I feel like it was an egg, and I went to a it home like a metaphor. that loves love loves egg. Egg is very happy where egg is. But back to kitty litter. <laughs> The mod cat thing. Lawrence ended on the most embarrassing thing that she could think of. Anyway, this has been... Lauren, thank you for coming. I thank you so much it. for having me on this final episode. This has been the I final really, episode of Too Embarrassed to Ask. Oh You've gosh. been at it for years, for years and years. <laughs> yeah, two and, years. two and a half years. Um, and again, don't forget, even though uh, Too Embarrassed is going away, you should stay subscribed to this feed. If you do, you'll automatically get my new show when we start in the fall. In the meantime, you should go listen to our other shows, Recode Decode and Recode Media. And Lauren, are you doing podcasts? Have you, are you podcast cheating? I am. I'm a co-host of the Gadget Lab at Wired. We talk Never every week about gadgets. <laughs> case the name didn't give it away. Wow. Uh. And working on something new, but I can't say much right now. All right. So you're doing a little podcast. What are the podcasts over at Wired? I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not familiar. There's a Gadget Lab podcast. There is a culture podcast. Is it and popular? We're um, we're expanding the network. Are Gadget Lab's been around for a few years now, does so it, does check it, it out. Well? Does yeah, it wild. Well? I don't know. You know, listen. I don't know if anyone can. I don't even know Michael Barbaro can say they're a Kara Swisher level podcast. Oh, Michael Barbaro is way. However, beyond. he's such a nice guy. He's a nice fella. Anyway, this has been a great time. Lauren, thank you so much for being so nice to come. I'm going to take you out to dinner afterwards as a thank you for doing so. And give me a bathrobe. Um, and what? And give me a bathrobe. No, no. I'll give you a bathrobe. I think you should back rub. I'm like, no, I will not. <laughs> that will not be happening. <laughs> no. What do you think? I'm like a media executive? <laughs> give me a hug. Working for a broadcast Let's take network. a lift no. tool over no. and then we... <laughs> no, no. A no to every bit of this. I will give you the bathrobe when it shows up. Yeah, we've been looking at hotels and they keep giving me free bathrobes and I don't 
don't know what to do with them because I have like 10 now. <laughs> anyway, thank you to our hashtag money sponsors and to Cadence 13 and Vox Media. They sold those ads so you could listen to this show for free and, and will continue to do so. Thank you to our editor, Joel Robbie, and our producer, Eric Johnson, who also has enjoyed Lauren's repartee over the many years. We will not be back next week to answer more of the questions you've been too embarrassed to ask. So try tweeting us. And Lauren, read the last line. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm reading this because Kara's crying right now, just so you know. Thank you for listening and see you soon. 